BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Corey and Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Hello and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And today we're going to talk about work ethic. We've got a great show coming your way. Is it great, Julie? Great. (laughs) It's great. But before we dive into that, we want to tell you about our Patreon account. We have one. What's that URL they can go to again, Corey? Slash BizQuick. There you go. Patreon.com slash BizQuick. This is like our internet tip jar. So if you think we're doing a good job... You can leave us a tip. Just like we leave you tips every time we give you an episode, you can leave us a tip for doing good work. Like you tip your servers, you know, tip what you love or it goes away. That's all I'm going to say. So leave us a tip. And if you don't feel like tipping us, at least share the content because that means more people have the opportunity to learn from what we're doing. How you doing, Corey? I'm doing well, Julie. How are you doing? I'm good. I am. I am well. Yes. Good. Yes. Good. We've got a lot going on right now. We do. We are both extremely tired today. We are. So the energy is just through the roof right now oh. on this podcast. So I know. Quit fucking around. Let's turn it up. All right. Let's turn it up. Yeah. Let's turn it up. Right. I'm. Sl- I need something more than a pot of coffee and something less than a line of cocaine. Have you ever done cocaine before? I've never even exactly. Seen, I've never even seen cocaine. Yeah. I don't even know what it looks like. Yeah. I did put some pre-workout in my water, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that should get me Almost amped. the same thing. That should get me amped yeah. up. Yeah. I want to I talk about work ethic, though. Let's do it. Because I feel like there's a lot of people who are lacking it. That is correct. Yeah. I was just talking to a friend of ours today <clears throat> about that. Um, and uh, kind of along the same lines, but it's... Uh, what has been like the slow decline of civilization, in my opinion, that just got put on methamphetamines in the past two years with the pandemic. And yeah. I'm driving, I'm leaving the the restaurant, I'm driving home because I have to go mow my lawn and do some laundry and shit like that. And I'm driving along and this car just cuts me off, no turn signal. Then they throw on their turn signal, pretend like they're going to take a right. They don't. They keep driving, and then they cut across all of the lanes of traffic and take a left. And I'm I'm sitting there just like, we're at the point now where people have just given up on life. Like, it it has become easier and easier to just be lazy, easy to just blame everything else, easy to put in no effort and get away with it. And then the past two years with the pandemic, you can literally just phone it in now. You don't have to attend shit. And nobody cares about anything. Nobody, like, like everybody, the only thing they care about is themselves. It's super narcissistic. It's super self-centered. Uh, social media started it, and now we're just living in a world where nobody cares about anything except what they're doing at that exact moment. Okay. I have a little bit of a counter-argument after I agree with you that social media is the downfall of society. Here's my counter-argument. It's actually a question I'm going to pose to you. What are the chances that... Society has been like this for a long time that people in general are lazy because, you know, people will we look for the easy way to do things. Right. But what if actually 
what's happened is that you've upgraded your network. What if it is that, you know, you, we, we tend to think that, you know, like we're not really anything special and everybody does things the way that we do them. And everybody is, you know, has, you know, big goals and wants to do ABC, XYZ. When the reality is you're like 1%, less than 1% of the population are, are entrepreneurs and hardworking people and people who are really, really wanting to change society. And we're used to, for the last two years, that's pretty much all we associated with. That's who we hung out with, right? That's who you know. That's who I know. That's who we know together. So everyone else in the world is just chugging along like they always have been. And we've amped up our game over the last two years. And like, there's this huge gap now between normal society and where we are. I love how much you just patted ourselves on the back right well, there. Yeah. I feel like we've earned that. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think there's a bit of truth to that. I think that there's definitely the, the how, how we gauge ourselves is different than maybe two years ago. Uh, but I also think that everybody, like most people are lazy. Oh. Like your body is lazy. Like we're designed to be as efficient as possible. And that re- that means burning as few calories as possible right that our bodies do it our minds do it like we're trying to survive yeah because evolutionarily speaking our minds haven't caught up to the fact our bodies haven't caught up to the fact that we don't have to be that efficient with calories because they're literally everywhere like they're abundant yeah. um especially here in you know western uh the western societies but <clears throat> i think the problem is that the pandemic the the past two years, uh, everything going on has just normalized it, had, has made it acceptable. And so now when somebody would have possibly gone the extra mile to maybe return their cart to the little cart corral in the shopping, in the sh- you know, the, the, the parking lot of the shopping, the shopping center, they're now like, ah, fuck it. I can just leave it right here. Nobody's going to yell at me. Nobody's going to judge me. Nobody's, you know, and so, so it's, it's society is just failing everybody because we're, Yes, it would be nice if you could just leave everything wherever you wanted. I mean, shit, like I'm downgrading my network right now. Like I'm downgrading who I deal with. And I have been for the past two months, just a bunch of fucking idiots. And wait, just so we're clear, what you're saying is that because of who you're having to deal with for the restaurant, you have you're dealing with a lot more people that you normally haven't dealt with in the last two years. And they're not exactly the upper echelon of society. Yes. And. I have most of my tools in the restaurant right now. They're all sitting in the office on the floor. And if they're not, it's because I pulled a bag out and it's sitting wherever I left it. Mm-hmm. And You're your own general contractor right now. Yes. And it's not uncommon for somebody to come by and borrow a tool out of the bag. I don't mind. If I'm not using it, you're more than welcome to use the tool. Mm-hmm. The problem is it rarely gets put back into that fucking bag. So then I go into the bag and I need to find that tool and guess where it is? Not in the bag. And then I have to walk around and find the person who last used it. They're like, oh, you know, I left it over there. Why didn't you bring it back to the bag? Uh, whatever. Anyway, moving on. Like, it, it's shit like that where it's like, it, it, it. I'm not asking you to run a marathon to bring this tool back. You need to walk 80 yards from where you used it back to, not even 80 yards, 80 feet. Yeah. To, to where, where you found it and return it. Yeah. Just put... I think we learned that in kindergarten, right? Yeah. Put shit back. Put it back. Put stuff back where you found it. Yeah, I, the revolutionary idea thing right here. I think that everybody, when they turn like 
I don't know, 25, 30, uh-huh. they have to go back to kindergarten Ooh, and learn it. the basics, how to be a, just a decent human being, how to put things back where you found them, how to share. Um, do, you think, do you think 25 is too soon for that? Or you think that's the right age? Maybe, maybe every time you have to renew, renew your driver's license, you have to like take a crash course in kindergarten again. I actually like that. I, and that is revolutionary. Yes. I like it. That's really, that's, that's pretty good. Because yeah. And you, hey, we all get like for like two weeks, you all get to take a nap in the middle of the day. <laughs> Man. And know, fruit roll-ups everywhere. <laughs> fruit roll-ups, fruit cups, Capri Suns. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. You know, it, it's, it's funny because one of the reasons that we wanted to ta- ha- tackle this subject is because we deal with a lot of people who are becoming entrepreneurs for the first time, right? And I think one of the more challenging conversations to have with people is the one that involves telling them that we're not entirely sure they have what it takes to actually do it because in many ways they're lazy as fuck. Yes. Right? And it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating when you have somebody who is starting a business and they can't do the smallest of things to actually support starting that business, right? Like when when somebody hires us to help them start a business, we're the support team. We're, yes. we're, we're not the A team. We're the support team. We're the, we can show you how to do that. We can walk you through that. We can give you what your options are. You got to do the work. And so many times we have encountered entrepreneurs who don't want to do that work. That is very true. And part of me wonders what part of that is because we're enablers. Because we help them, we go the extra mile. We put in we do more work than we should and how Always. many more pe- how many more people do you think they have in their life who do that for them? Who who do the work for them and they don't even realize it. They just they just assume that's that's life. That's how it happens. Like I mean, uh Long story short, when I was driving cross country with my buddies Mitch and Mojo, and we were um, always, always scrambling to find some place to camp at the end of the day, and they are both very happy go lucky, and they're like everything always kind of works out. And meanwhile, I, my blood pressure's through the roof. I'm driving, trying to look at a map at the same time so that we can find somewhere to sleep for the night that's not like a homeless encampment somewhere outside of Denver or whatever. Like I'm, and they're like, yeah, see, we found a place. And I'm like, yes, cause I did all the fucking work. Literally. I did all the work. You just sat in the car. One of you was probably asleep the entire time. And then we get there and we heard some crazy noises like, Corey, you have a gun, right? And I'm like, yes, I have to do everything. And I started the fire. <laughs> of course. Well, you started the fire because let's be real. You started the fire because you enjoy starting fires and you read the map because you like reading the map. You're a control freak. I am a control freak, but I would also would not have minded if somebody said, oh, hey, let me navigate. I will tell you how to get there because there uh, there is a difference. And, and I'm glad you brought this up. And we can um, bring this back up after the break. Or maybe a whole other podcast because um, we need to take a break. But uh, the difference between being in control and being in charge, because there are those are two very different things, even though they sound similar. But yes, I like to be in control, but being in charge is completely different. And I will talk about that after we get back from the break but can first I, can i say one quick thing before we go to break sure do you remember that time that i was navigating when we were coming back from minnesota and we, and we ended up in michigan we didn't have to vaguely <laughs> i was like 
That just said, welcome to Michigan. We shouldn't be in this state. <laughs> yes. I blame you for that. That's fine. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's possible it's my fault. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a break. But before we go, I'm going to tell you about Certivium. That is our other business that we have. And it's all about customer engagement, uh, social media posting, social media creation management, management. All, all of that stuff. We do all sorts of stuff. It's it's all about dealing with the most important thing in your business, and that is your customer. And if you want to check it out, head on over to certivium.com. That's a hard word to spell because we made it up, but it is in the show notes, so check that out. And we will be right back after this break. All right, welcome back to BizQuick, everybody. And uh, we just ended the last segment on uh, this show talking about the difference between being in control and being in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, and for everybody out there who might want, man, I might be wondering right now what the difference is, being in control and being in charge are two different things. And every business owner, I think, should be a control freak. In the sense that you should know what's going on inside your business. You should be literally in control of everything that's going on. But being in charge is micromanaging. It's being that dictator. It's telling people what to do. It's constantly uh, judging, constantly uh, just sticking your nose where it should be. So where it shouldn't be. So let me, I'll just use restaurant as an example. All right. Um, the being in control of a restaurant is I'm, I can walk in and I know that everybody's doing their job. I don't have to tell them to do, do their job. They, I provided them with training. I provided them with tools. I provided them with support. They should be able to just go in and do their job. I don't need to tell them what to do. But the person who's in charge walks in and it's like, hey, did you do this? Hey, did you do this? Hey, go do this. Hey, you know, that is, is, is directing traffic when you shouldn't be directing traffic. And that's the difference there where if I'm driving a car, I like to be in control or in a car. I like to drive because that means I'm in control of the wheel and control of everybody's lives. Don't forget about that. Um, (laughs) I never do. Yes. But uh, whoever's sitting shotgun, for example, they could be in charge. They're in charge of navigating. They're in charge of changing the radio. They're like, they're in charge of like, what's. You've never let me change. I know. (laughs) Uh, Who listens to radio anyways? Um, but you know, being in charge is is different than that. So being like, I'm completely fine with somebody saying, "Hey, take this left, take this right." I don't even know need to know where we're going. I'm fine as long as I'm in control of the car. Yeah. So that's the difference there. Okay. And people who are in charge are often assholes who want to be in charge. They're politicians. They're the cancel culture. They are the people who try and tell you what to do. And shout you down whenever you try and do something different. Mm. I actually p- kind of prefer, um, I, you know, when you, you're a business owner, sometimes you just want someone else to be in charge for a minute because you're the one always making decisions. You're the one always doing the doing. So sometimes it's just nice to take a back seat and have someone else do it. But when you're talking about that work ethic or like the drive, to be an entrepreneur, like, what do you think, like, where's the line for you don't have it? Well, first off, is it a skill that you can acquire? Work ethic. If you either you have it or you don't, or you can acquire it. What do you think? Uh, I would say probably 70, 30. You need to have it, but you can learn some of it. 
Yeah. But it, it has to be like a majority of your personality. Okay. Now, have you, how old were you when you had your first job? 12. 12. Like, what was it at the pool? Yeah, I was working the snack bar. Yes. Yes. Um, and all, were you, did you have chores at home before that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't get a, uh, an allowance. My mom's argument was, well, if you want an allowance, I'll pay you to do yard work and then you can pay me for rent and food. Sure. That's like, okay. Well, let's, let's just cut out the bullshit and I'll just uh, do the chores. I'll just and, do the chores. Yeah. You keep the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get an allowance either. We got, now there were things that we could do as kids to earn some extra money, but they were more annual and big ticket things, right? Like, I don't know. I'm sure I've told the story on the podcast before about the farming, <laughs> about the fields and having to hoe the crops, right? Whatever it was, my dad decided to plant in that one acre field that us kids owned. Um, and then he would, we would harvest it and get money from that. And then we always did, um, my mom raised chickens and every, at the end of every summer we would butcher the chickens that was a fun time, chopping the heads off and watching the chickens flop around in the yard and then dipping them in hot water. And I'm sure there's some PETA people right now who are squirming. I don't think PETA is relevant anymore. I hope not. Yeah. But anyway, um, and then that money was used for all of our school clothes, going to the dentist, and um, going to the um, state fair for, like, before school started, right? So we would take that annual a day and go to the state fair. But we did I never got an allowance for anything. But I had, I can remember as being as young as like five and having to do chores. Like was I had to clean the table or dry dishes. I was terrible. I used to hide in the bathroom every once in a while so I didn't have to help. My sister could tell stories about that. But I think I think work work ethic Either, either you have it or you don't. And maybe in some areas, like maybe you don't want to do physical labor and so you sort of shy away from that or say, no, I'm not going to help with that. But maybe you enjoy paperwork or something and so you don't, if, if you have a passion for it, you'll, you, might be, you might be more inclined to do it. But I just think in general, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you pretty much have to be able to roll up your sleeves and be willing to do anything, right? Yes, and... Uh, it, I, you know, I guess it, it well, kind of lost my train of thought there, but like the, the paperwork thing, like it's not that you have a passion for it. Like I don't, some people do have a passion for that type of thing, but yeah. it's also, it is like how your mind works. Like for me, I'm not a big fan of, like I, I prefer physical labor over like uh, office labor. And, 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 you know, given the choice of you need to move these two ton of bricks from point A to point B, or you have to sit in three Zoom meetings for an hour and a half, I'm like, I'll do the eight hours of brick moving. Like, fuck those Zoom meetings. Like, I, I, because for me, it's it's a mental drain, and it it just draws on my body so much more, and than yeah. the actual physical labor does. Yeah, yeah. But so on, on you know, I, the reason that I I've been thinking so much about the work ethic thing lately is because it feels like we've encountered recently just far too many people who don't don't have a work ethic who are you know, just do the bare minimum to get by or, you know, you're, when you're an entrepreneur, you don't, you don't get a nine to five. It's not nine to five. It's, it's maybe on a Sunday, <laughs> it's nine to five, maybe, but you're like, especially the first couple of years, it's, 
it it's a fucking grind, right? It is, you know, 10, 12, 14 hour days. And you have to, you have to be okay with that. You have to, you have to dig in and do it. You don't get to just work when you feel like it and then think that your business is going to be successful if you're going, if, if, especially if you're going it alone, like you're never going to, it's never going to take off. And if you've got a business partner and you're the person who, you know, clocks in it, acts like you're punching a time clock and you're working nine to five, like, fuck you. I don't, I don't want a partner like that. Are you talking to me? No, I, <laughs> I know you're not. No, not I know you're you. not. But that's uh, like it, I, so. That's where I, I was thinking of right before that. Um, and that's where the the that learned work ethic I think is possible. And it's not even necessarily learned. It's back to shaming. We need to bring back shaming in this country, Public and it shaming. needs to be it needs to be uh, embarrassing. Like you need to be motivated to not be shamed. And again, I think the problem with social media is people post, they air their dirty laundry everywhere for everybody to see all the time. I'm like, why would the fuck would you post that? Like that, like that, that is personal stuff. Like that is embarrassing. They're like, huh, that's just me. Well, you're a fucking loser. I'm sorry. <laughs> like post like, so, like post an accomplishment that you have, like, like do something awesome. Don't post your failures. I mean, unless it's funny, like, you know, you're. Falling down a flight of stairs or something because you slipped falling on your, is funny. Falling is always funny, but that has no that <laughs> had nothing to do with your uh, work ethic or your like a judge of your character. Everybody trips and falls every once in a while. That's fine. Yes, I almost fell off a ladder like more than once yesterday. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, that was funny. I almost fell off the bar too. I was doing electrical and whole other story. But yeah, I almost fell off a lot of things yesterday. But. Security cameras weren't up and running, so well, wouldn't thank, be able to share it. Thank God you didn't. Yes. We need you in one piece. But, yeah, we need to bring back shaming because – and it needs to be embarrassing. Like, it is not okay to be a, to be a loser, and we need to make sure that everybody knows that. And for those people, like, there's always going to be losers, but there are those people who are on the border who get peer pressured into doing good stuff, like going to work and paying your taxes, paying child support, being a parent owning a business, running it successfully, all of those things that you should aspire to do. And even if it's not in your character, if if society is there to say, hey, you should do this. And if you don't, you're going to look down upon, you know, we'll look down upon you. Then I'm, I'm fine. I'll take that as well. Well, I mean, I guess along those lines, I, you know, you, you know what stops me from a life of violent crime? Um, I don't want to go to prison. Yeah. Yeah, I don't there, I, there, I'm probably, pretty sure there's a lot of other things there. <laughs> like, you think I'm not capable? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you got that killer instinct. <laughs> it probably, some, well, yeah, probably, you're probably right. I but, mean, like, out of revenge, sure. Or like, I'm not really uh, a vengeful person. Though. Well, um, let's say somebody did something terrible to one of your family members who you love. You, I love how you qualify. It's one of the ones that I love. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you could do something violent in in that, but like if it's, uh, I need somebody took my parking spot. I'm yeah, right. or I need to make ends meet this weekend, and I need uh, you know, this month, and I need a hundred bucks. I'm gonna yeah. mug somebody on the street. You're not gonna do that. I'll just go fucking write show notes for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got skills, Corey, yes. that don't involve crime to be able to make money, but I. Right, but I think that that's the whole point of like punishment in society, right? And I, I you're right that 
social media has somewhat lessened the pain and burden of punishment because you can just self, you know, what's the self deprecate. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, Hey, I did blah, blah. And whatever. So that's an, it's, that's an interesting, interesting way to look at it. I just, I don't, Okay, so if we're going to say, let's public shaming, we're going to bring it back, yeah. right? I I mean, then doesn't it kind of start with us becoming better at holding other people accountable that aren't doing what they need to do? Us personally or the royal us? Mm, I'm starting with us personally. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would be easier if it was the royal us. Yes. I'm starting with us personally. Because we both have people in our lives right now that aren't doing what they need to be doing. Yes. Right. And I mean, yes. And that it's a tough question to answer because there, I don't, I don't know. Let me think on that real quick, but it's a tough question to answer because there's just, there's various, there's more than one approach to it. And I'm just trying to pick my words correctly right now. Uh, so I don't come across as a complete asshole. Just like a half asshole. Um, <laughs> I was like, what, what, when did you start being concerned with coming across as a half soul? A half soul. <laughs> yes. A, uh, a half hole? <laughs> yes. Um, it's uh, people have their strengths and weaknesses. Uh-huh. And if work ethic isn't a strength, if putting in the hours and being a self motivator and autonomous is not a strength, uh-huh then find what their strengths are and and use those to your advantage. And if you're somebody like ourselves who is more of like a multi-tool when it comes to, you know, can kind of fill in wherever is needed. Did you just call it me a tool? Yes. Okay. Multi-tool. <laughs> more than e- one. Even better. <laughs> um, the – so – you just have to then do the things that you don't want to do because you can use that person or those people or direct that client to do the things that they should do and then help them find the people in their lives who can can fill in the gaps. Yeah, I think the the line comes in of like when when are we doing too much ourselves? And maybe we're doing too much because it's just easier than having the conversation or trying to explain to somebody like, man, like you, you, you don't have it. Right. So it'd be, we take on more. Um, but also like, we're never, like I, I look at it from the other side. If, if we're just enabling the behavior to continue, we're not really doing anybody any favors. In fact, we're probably causing more damage in the long run. I yes, I would agree. And it's you know, but it's 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 like it, well, it's less uncomfortable for me right now, so I'm not going to say anything. I don't think it's a matter of comfort for me. Um, it's again, people aren't going to change. People rarely change. Correct. And so, and especially if if. If we're if we're talking about a client who somehow hired us and they're twelve years old, we can mold that young adult into the person that they should be to be a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. 
Yeah. But if you're talking about somebody who's 30, 40 years old, they're set in their ways. They're, they're probably not going to change that much. There might be a shift in direction, but it's not going to be revolutionary. It's not going to be significant. Yeah. It, it's going to be that they are who they are. Yeah. Um, but we can still set them up for success by saying, look, you don't have X, Y, and Z to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. But you have these other factors which are helpful. You have these other qualities which are great. But you need to take into consideration that these things over here you're not good at. You're probably never going to be good at. Find somebody who is and partner with them. Bring them in. Hire them. Find a, an intern. Find a, a vendor, a, a consultant, somebody who can do that work for you. Or sell your business idea to someone else and go work for them, right? There is that too. I mean, a lot of people want to be, think they want to be entrepreneurs. They want to be business owners. I don't think a lot of people understand what that means, right? There's, regardless of what type of a business it is, like it is, there's a lot that goes into that. And it's not just, it's very little of it is glamorous. Very little. Sure. And I, just a very quick and, and similar story. And, and this is pre, so I don't know, 2017-ish, 2018, somewhere in there, whatever. Uh, my oldest nephew, he was like one, two years old, whatever. And, and when I was not traveling, I worked from home. And this is pre-pandemic, and so the concept of working home was working from home was very, very uncommon, um, and people were you know not really sure what it was, and um, or not they they had a different idea of what working from home was. And I just remember one time my brother asked me to babysit, and sure you know I can help out because I have that flexibility in my schedule. I can I can quote try and work from home and still have a two three year old nephew whatever it is. But realistically speaking, there's no work getting done when you have a toddler running around. Right. And and it, so my brother would he's like, "Hey, can you, you know, can you do this more often?" And I'm like, "Do you understand that like working from home doesn't mean that I just sit around on my ass all day? Like I still have to do work. It just happens to be from home." A lot of times <laughs> it's like calls, but that was pre Zoom. <laughs> yeah, it was pre Zoom, but it, again, it was uh, it's like working from home doesn't mean that I I don't. I don't have a job. Right. Like I just happen to do my job from home. Um, and watching a toddler is a full-time job and I can't do full two full-time jobs at the same time. Um, I can well, do if anybody could, you could, I can do, do them consecutively, but not at the same time. Yes. Um, I can't do them. You can't do them both. Well, correct. Yeah. Well, it depends if, if one of sleeping, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, anyway, that, so that's that's just, uh, I don't even know how we got on that tangent. Uh, I, I don't either. Okay, well. But it was a fun one. It was. Well, we're running out of time, so why don't you, uh, you know. <laughs> you want to, should we wrap it up? Yeah, we should. Okay. Yeah. I think where we landed is that if you don't have a work ethic, you shouldn't be an entrepreneur. Correct. Yeah. Perfect. That sounds like a, like we could sum this up in very, very, like this could be a two minute podcast. Yeah, and a minute of that would have been our intro. <laughs> and three minutes of it'll be our outro. Yeah, your math is wrong. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for, thanks for recording this one with me. You're we, welcome. We we did liven it up a little bit. We did, yeah. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We appreciate you. Everything you need to know, including the link to Certivium. 
And our Patreon account is in the show notes. And if you want to work with us, if you want to check out our free content for small business owners, or if you're ready to give us money, you can head on over to sbpace.com. All of our social media is out there. Connect with us. And links to Certivium are also out there. Be sure to check that out. (laughs) We're really pitching Certivium today. Yes. Um, we have a radio show. It's called Defeat the Chaos. It is on the Voice America Business Channel and sometimes on the Variety Channel. Yeah, I was saying, for now. Yeah, yeah, because we are entertaining. Um, it's it's called Defeat the Chaos. I don't remember if I said that or not. Voice America Business Channel and Variety Channel. 9 a.m. Thursdays, we're live, and but you can always catch us um, on the pre-record and also for our podcast, download it and rate it. If you haven't subscribed, please do. And we would love it if you gave us a review. You can do that on both Apple and Spotify. And if you want to hear about any topics, just reach out and let us know. Go buy our book. It is called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. It's a number one Amazon bestseller. It is on Amazon, obviously. And uh, if you haven't purchased it yet, go out there and purchase it. And if you haven't reviewed it, also do that. Um, So do all of the things with the book there. I'm all sorts of out of order here. But anyway, go buy our book. It's on our (laughs) website. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And this is BizQuick, judging people who don't have a good work ethic. (laughs) 